podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end, recommendations based on opposition matchups. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely, lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy? I'm, I'm doing well. I, I am a little bit melancholy today, as uh, obviously as, as as you have taken down the Living the Stream Listener League, so we can now end the show, right? It's we, over. we can end the end the podcast because you have uh, vanquished all of the haters that we invited into the league. Uh, you know what? This it was it was a very very honest. I don't even know what 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 adjective to use aside from uh, dominant, <laughs> right? I mean, I, that, that's that's really what it what it ended up being. I I, I knew this was happening two months ago. I think, oh, I, I, yeah. think I talked about it on the show two months ago. Oh you no, know, you were so in on this team, and and you know I believed you. I mean, I, I your your points were valid. Talking about Aaron Jones. Uh, Chubb, a few other guys who were who were on the uptick. Like clearly, they were going to see more volume as the as the uh, year went on. But you, I mean, I'm telling you uh, to the listeners, uh, in you know, in DMs and stuff, JJ was all about his team yeah. winning that championship, even even when things looked pretty bleak. Yeah, I mean, look, I I don't think I could have done it without trading Tevin Coleman for Marquise Goodwin to you at the beginning <laughs> of the season. Um, but no. that move ended up owning me, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it really did. But like, I, I really, it was, a, it was a team that you, you know, you have fantasy teams sometimes that just feel right. Like they just, they, they, it, they come together at the right time. You know, I, I went uh pretty high variance with this team. I wish I would have done this more often in my leagues this year. It's one thing that I'm going to look back and say, I'm going to try to do that more next season is, is be a little bit more degaffy. This is the degaff episode. Um, I, I, I want to, I want to be a little bit more degaffy with my picks because, you know, really, uh, I went with a pretty high upside strategy in that draft. I ended up getting Nick Chubb, who I liked more than Carlos Hyde coming into the season. Uh, I ended up getting Aaron Jones, who I liked, you know, I, I didn't necessarily like Jones as much as Jamal Williams because of the suspension, but I got Aaron Jones in this league. Baby Tron was on my team. He ended up panning yeah. out. So there's a lot of things that ended up going my way in the second half of the season, but it all came together. And the best part of it, Denny, the, the best part of all of this, okay, was last week on this show talking about how I, I didn't just want to use Nick Foles. I needed to use Nick Foles in that championship game. It, it, it was an imperative, and you uh, you called your shot like like Babe Ruth. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> as far as calling, calling your shot goes, it goes uh, Babe Ruth. The kid from the Sandlot, and then you. Right, right, exactly. You know. I, I'm I am the equivalent of uh, Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Uh, yeah. For for this living the stream listener, like yeah, uh, Nick Foles. The the curse is broken, guys. If I see Foles Week Three in my mentions and not Foles Week Sixteen, you're you're blocked. You're blocked. You're you're blocked. You you cannot reference Foles Week Three anymore. It's now Foles Week Sixteen. And it's in a positive light. There's no there's no negativity surrounding Nick Foles the streamer anymore. Yeah, we can still say Jets Week Ten. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. There's other things that you guys can torture us with, but but Nick Foles is not something that you can torture us with anymore. <laughs> no, no more. No more. Nick Foles. 
Nick Foles is now a part. And I, I did, uh, I, I did levitate uh, on that fourth touchdown pass that he had. Uh, yeah, yeah. You mean the long one? Yeah, it was just like what? What in the look? We recommended Nick Foles last week. We thought he was a good play. I talked about yeah. him on both of my podcasts. Wrote him up in fifteen transactions. I liked Nick Foles. I was open about liking Nick Foles last week. Did I think Nick Foles was going to be the QB three in a high scoring quarterback week while throwing four touchdown passes? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I didn't. I didn't, yeah. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that. Yeah, clearly. I mean, I think any, you know, reasonable projection would have holes with at least three touchdown passes. Uh, um, by the way, it was one of those situations on the Red Zone channel where um, I felt like in tune with Scott Hansen right. at, when he was like, we're going to go back to the Eagles game real quick and look at Foles. And I was like, oh, my God, he did it. He did yeah. it. He's going to throw a long touchdown. Like I knew it. It was it was it was 100 percent certainty when they flashed back yeah. to that game. Well, we, we, we've talked about it before with the Red Zone channel while you're watching it before the play even happens. You, oh, you know yeah. what kind of play is about to happen. That's right. That's right. By, by the way, I was talking with Pete Overzet about my favorite red zone watching moments or cause, cause my, my red zone lags way behind. Cause I use sling TV, okay, which yeah, is, yeah. you know, they'll never, they'll never sponsor this show. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, you know, seven seconds behind everybody. And my mentions will fill up with like Fairbairn, right? You know, like people screaming in all caps about Kaimi Fairbairn and then they'll flash to the Texans game. It'll be like, and here's Fairbairn from 58. And I'm like, oh, hell yes. Right, right. yeah. You like, know exactly what's going to happen. The, yeah. the, you're you're probably the only person on Twitter where your mentions are people getting excited about particular kickers. Oh, screaming. Or or if, if God forbid, if one of my kickers misses a field goal, then it's like, it's like, Seabass season is canceled. Right, burr, burr, burr. right. right. Yeah, so uh, I'm the listener league champion. So get owned, everyone. Everybody is owned into oblivion. But Denny, yes. but Denny this is not the only thing because we, we've really only talked about like two main leagues on this podcast historically. You know, like like it, it's it's because we're in two leagues together, yeah. and it's the listener league every year. This is the third year that we've done the listener league, and it's the first time either one of us have won. And then there's the Apex League, which I I haven't been super competitive in that since I had that crazy team in year two that we've done the, the Apex League. I think this was year five, right? The, yeah, this mm-hmm. this year. And and you won, I did. I did. I I somehow won. I here's 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 something that I didn't tell everybody because no one wants to hear about your fantasy team, and I'm I'm sure that that still stands. But I will. I have to say this. I wasn't going to get into the playoffs until the that what's his name, the Seahawks linebacker, picked one off at the two yard line and went 98 yards the other way for a touchdown against the 49ers in Week 14, I believe. If that didn't happen, I would not have made the playoffs. Obviously, I would not be the champion of champions wow. today. Yeah, and and look, I, I feel uh, honored to be uh, the the first uh, uh, opponent that you stomped on in, in the playoffs in that league. That, that was the uh, yeah, league where I mean, my team died, and I, I allowed you to to vomit over my corpse. Yeah, well, and and that's that's really what I've always wanted to do, JJ. Right. I've always wanted to to throw up on your dead body. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. I I hadn't seen a fantasy league or a fantasy season rather. Where in my league, so many like six seeds ended up winning championships. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, but it, it goes to show, uh, and you know, this is not breaking news, but our goal during the season should just be to make the playoffs. Sure. Just get in. That yeah. should be your only goal. Yeah, let, let variance take over a little bit. I mean, that's the way it is. You know, sometimes variance doesn't go your way. You know, for instance, for me, uh, I had a ton of second and third place teams this year, which is unfortunate, but... 
you know, other years it's been the opposite. You just kind of let it, let it go. We've talked about, we talked about it last week, I believe. Um, right. But yeah, it was just a, a strange playoff in general. You know, you had these weird performances. You had Todd Gurley not playing in the championship, and then the better running back on that on that team uh, ended up ended up doing better than what Todd Gurley would have done. It's so fantastic. So I mean, so CJ Anderson. It's, it's so I mean, <clears throat> I know it's we're, when we're talking about running backs don't matter. We're 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 talking about you know real football investing a lot of money or draft capital in running backs. This is like Exhibit One A right now, yeah. uh, and 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 the and the thing is, I've seen people be like, "No, but C.J. Anderson's good." And I'm like, right. "No, right? You can't, you can't, like, you you cannot say, look. I I do think C.J. Anderson's good, uh, good at running back. Like, I think he's fine, right? But you can't use that argument when the guy's been on the street until week sixteen. I mean, come on. I mean, at some point you have to concede like, oh, yeah, C.J. Anderson has been cut by two teams over the past year. Uh, so maybe he was not good, you know, right. not great. Yeah, you know, yeah. No. But, man, what a what a season for, for the uh, the running backs don't matter truthers. Oh, man, it's it, – as the kids say, it's lit. Yeah, I, I mean, it's crazy. You got that s- same situation with the Steelers. And then, obviously, people always pinpoint the, the one singular plays – where you know right. Stephen Ridley fumbles, uh, essentially fu- that was a horrible play call, by the way. But that it was. that that third and two, and Stephen Ridley fumbles away that 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 ball, and you you see people on Twitter say Le'Veon Bell would have converted. Uh, uh, like sh- oh, okay, sure. guy. Well, guess what? Le'Veon Bell also is has been completely <laughs> replaced in this offense, and it hasn't mattered at all all season long. You can't look at one freaking play. Yeah, and not at all. That's a that is a. I didn't see that take. That take would have made me upset online. Yeah, it's if, ridiculous. If it's that. a ridiculous, ridiculous take. That that whole game, by the way, as a Steeler fan, like I, I again, I I've gotten to the point with football in particular where I don't really get that upset about losses for my for my team, right? I I, I enjoy the victories. It's a lot of fun, <clears throat> but like it's I, I look at football too objectively, and I just want to see good football being played. That right. I I can't get that upset like when my team loses, right? But of all games that I've watched over the last probably half decade, I think that was the most tilting from from a fandom standpoint. I mean, everything was going fine until until that until until it wasn't. Yeah, it's yeah. just the most the most Mike time. And then like you know, like the Browns are gonna like win this weekend, and then the Steelers are gonna beat the Bengals, and they'll somehow get in. Oh my God! Don't even say it. No, it's, oh. it's, yeah, that- it's not gonna happen. That would be the most Steelers way to get in. Ever. I'm the I am the biggest Baker Mayfield fan though in the world right now. For for more more than than just uh, the fact that he's awesome, you know. It's, it's yeah, the, I mean the, the fact that he can help the Steelers now. The thing is, like, so Mayfield is clearly rookie of the year, right? I mean, he's not. I, Saquon's going to get it, I think. Yeah, that stinks. Well, Which is I mean, silly. But here, the other thing too to that, uh, a couple years ago, remember when Zeke and Dak were were both having uh-huh. unbelievable rookie seasons, and and Dak ended up winning, and I, I was shocked because it was a it was a Zeke year. You know, everyone was saying that they were so good because of Ezekiel Elliott, yeah. and then Dak ended up winning, <clears> and I was I was legitimately shocked because I didn't think that voters would would go that way. I mean, if it's if it comes down to a running back and quarterback. I'm hoping it's quarterback like 99% of the time. but Yeah, I mean, the problem is that the argument for Saquon is obvious. It's that like Saquon is already arguably the best running back in the league, right? Like like he or, or he's 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 one of the best running backs in the league. And Baker is not one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But again, if you want to start piling on positional value, then obviously what Baker is doing is probably more impressive than what Saquon has done. Sure. If he had played the whole year, I think that he would clearly 
He would be runaway rookie of the year. I think. I think uh, Evan Silva said this. Uh, he's top. He's. I think Silva said Mayfield is top five as far as MVP goes. It's crazy how much he and that and Freddie Kitchens, their offensive coordinator, have just yeah. kind of turned turned that that team around. Uh, and, I, and I don't. Di- I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that take. No, I mean the they would probably be a playoff. I mean you have to assume they'd be a playoff team if if Hugh was never in the picture. Right. Sure. Right. It's it's great. Imagine like here, here's another thing I want to quickly quickly touch on because someone was in my mentions uh, like Christmas Eve, which is like stop this this yelling at people on Christmas Eve garbage, you guys. What are you doing? Um, but someone was in my mentions saying that it's ridiculous that I sit here, I in particular that I'm the worst at this. He said that 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 I sit here and say it's. It's egregious that Matt Patricia is not playing Carry On Johnson over Legarrette Blunt, or that Mike McCarthy right. isn't playing Aaron Jones over Jamal Williams. And then I say in the next breath, running backs don't matter. And the and I I understand that point, but I've talked about it on my on the late round podcast often. And the reason I say it is because we have to we have to work under the assumption that these coaches are trying to be as rational as possible and 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 as as efficient as possible, right? And that means that they're playing hypothetically the best running backs on their teams. Do I think that Aaron Jones on the football field versus Jamal Williams on the football field makes a tremendous difference? No, I don't. But do I think that it, it Aaron Jones should be on the field given the fact that we are are assuming that coaches are trying to maximize talent. Yeah, Aaron Jones should be on the field, and that's tilting when he's not on the field. That that's the mm-hmm. that's the running back take that that needs to be out there, and that's why it's absurd that not only did Hugh Jackson uh, have Tyrod Taylor under center to start the year when when Baker has shown what he's shown, and how do you not know that? You know, as as the head coach, but then mm-hmm. on top of that, you have the Carlos Hyde and Nick Chubb situation. <clears throat> Nick Chubb is awesome. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. Like it was clear that. I mean, Carlos Hyde is a is a is a uh, what do they call it? A, a jag. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just a certifiable a, jag. He's just just a guy. And now he's right? on the jags. It's perfect. <laughs> I mean, I guess a, I guess a lot of guys on the jags are jags, but that's right. Uh, yeah, no, I don't get it. I mean, Matt Patricia. I don't think that you can assume rational coaching. I think you can only assume uh, a t- an attempt to maximize lib ownage with yeah, every right. uh, with every strategy. That's right. That's right. Uh, anyway, all right, so let's just recap real quick. This is the DGAF episode, so we don't really uh, give a you-know-what. This is a family show uh, <laughs> about about week 17, so we don't really give recommendations or anything this week. But what we'll do is quickly recap what happened in week 16 and what happened over the course of the season, Denny. So week 16, we had the Browns defense. They had four. Uh, they ended up they, – they were doing really well, and then the, the Bengals yeah, decided man. to score a bunch of points at the end of that game, which was annoying. Ah, uh, yeah, they had they had ten at the start of the first quarter, ten points. Yeah, so um, my fourth quarter, my yeah, I was gonna say, doesn't every defense have ten points? Yeah, yeah, no, at the start of the fourth, Browns had ten. Trust me, it was crazy. They had they had they had a shutout at the beginning of the first quarter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we had the Colts defense, which was a bad. That was objectively a bad pick. The the Colts. I thought the process was fine, but they they played bad. Uh, they had two points. And then the best play was the one that 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 I think. Well, I think you liked Cleveland a little bit more than I did, and I liked Miami a little bit more than you did. But Miami, yeah. I'm not just saying that because I'm trying to say, look, look Denny, I got it right. Um, no, you're you know you're right. I I leaned I leaned Cleveland. Although I have to say I came around to your side of the issue. Thankfully, thankfully, yeah, by by like Friday. Yeah, Miami ended up having 12 points. They had a, a solid game. I mean. The way I viewed Miami was they just had such an insane floor, you know, against Cody Kessler, and and, that and they ended up with I think seven sacks. Yeah, it was cra- it was it was nuts. Uh, and then at quarterback we had Josh Allen who had twelve points, and we had 
Nick, actually, sorry, big dick Nick <laughs> Foles. No. Uh, he had 30.94 points. Sorry to the kids out there. Um, sorry, kids. He, he was the QB3, I think, last week. Uh, so that was a strong, strong performance from a streamer. And then at tight end, Matt, uh, don't call me lacrosse, lacoste was inactive. Um, so hopefully you didn't play him. Uh, yeah. But Blake Jarwin had uh, two catches for eight yards. So really, Hell really yeah. awesome outing. Way to, Hell way, yes, way, that's right. Way to just put a bow on that tight end season. It was Good great. God. Anyway, speaking of the tight end season, instead of looking at our cumulative average because it's such a dumpster fire, I thought it would be helpful to say, look, look back at and listen to, to our podcast at the beginning of the season. We said George Kittle was a great late round target. He was a tight end three. We had Eric Ebron as a streamer at some point this season. He was a tight end four. And Jared Cook was not only a target at the beginning of the year because he had a good early season schedule, um, but he was the tight end five this year. And he was a week one streamer. He was a week. He, exactly. He was also a streamer uh, that we were into in week one. So, you know, overall, our tight end pick sucked. That's to be expected when you're literally throwing darts. Yeah, you're talking about a touchdown or bust. I mean, except for the rare occasion, like an Ian Thomas right. uh, a couple weeks ago where he you know, caught like nine passes or whatever, and he didn't need that touchdown. But still, I mean, we, you have to give us a break with tight end, please. Yeah, right. Uh, defense, though, uh, we had a 9.29 points per game average, okay? That comes out to defense, too. And it was only wow. behind the Chicago Bears, who had 11.9 points per game. That's not hateful. That's not hateful. That's not hateful at all. I think last year we were defense three. I mean, usually we're, we're streaming top three defenses. So it's a pretty good year there. Quarterback was really interesting. Um, we ended up with about a 20-point average. If, we didn't, if, if you don't count the game where Mariota got hurt, that would be way higher. And if, it, if, if we don't count that game, we're basically a top five quarterback from a streaming perspective. But we're top ten. And the, the reason why I drop so much is because there's so, I mean, it's literally, if you look at uh, the QB4, uh, 19.97 points per game, which is what we had, is less than one point from QB4 per game. So oh, okay. it's okay. really, I mean, it was so tight that, you know, it, right. it's not that big of a deal. Crazy thing is, though, is that we were less than two points per game from QB2 this year. Oh, man, really? Yeah, we were very, very close. I didn't do the math on what would have happened if you took the lowest main streamer at quarterback each week and the highest main streamer. Someone did that math whenever I tweeted out the chart like a week or two ago, and I think it was along the lines of like the, the high-end one was QB2 pretty easily, and then the low-end one was like QB13 or 12 or something like that. So like worst-case scenario, you're getting a low-end QB. That's, that's if you pick the absolute wrong quarterback every week. Right. Yeah. If if you totally blow it, you get a top twelve quarterback. Right. Like like my goodness. Like the the only quarterback that mattered this year was Patrick Mahomes. Right. And he, I, pretty much. I mean, he's. It, what what do we say about his ADP next year? I, I said one hundred eight. You said no. You one, said like what, I, uh, may, yeah, maybe it was one hundred eight or something. And I said it was like at the one two turn or something like that. Maybe. Yeah, maybe I think we're. I think I think we might be talking about like 102. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be really interesting. I, I'm I'm excited, honestly, to just do some like research and and talking about what we can expect from him. Like that that's the kind of stuff that like I get fired up about because I'm I'm super nerdy. Oh yeah, no, no, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a war. Mahomes Mahomes is going to be war next year. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. I I, I think Denny that we should pat ourselves on the back, uh, give each other a high five, do. have some milkshakes, and and enjoy. A pretty solid streaming season. <laughs> I, 
I think it worked out. I, I've seen a lot of people tweet the rosters. Your rosters look awesome with the Kittles and the Cooks and the you know, Matt Ryan's if he was dropped here or there, whatever. I, I, I think I think people the people did just fine this year. Yeah, and by the way, guys, uh Nick Foles week sixteen. <laughs> just just throwing that out there. All right, let's get to Twitter. We have some questions that we're gonna we're gonna see. Did you by yeah. chance ask Facebook for questions or no? Uh I believe Greg Bryant, the Yes. The 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 curator, I don't know if that's the right word for, yeah. for uh the page, the Facebook page. Did put a post. I'm going to check it out right now. Also, I want to mention that tomorrow I'm doing my uh, emergency cast for Week 17 where you can actually ask your degenerate Week 17 start sick questions, and I will answer them because I love the patrons, and I'll do this for you. Yeah, Denny's a good guy. Me, on the other hand, just kidding. I'll try to – I'm going to – like I said, I'm going to try to do some more more Patreon content over the off season for, for, yeah. for, for the people. Uh, this yes. first question from Twitter is from at our formate won my title by 0.46 on the Harrison Goatker field goal. Oh man. Can I sleep knowing a stat correction isn't coming or will I live the rest of my life in fear of the ultimate tilt? Yeah. What, what, <laughs> what if a, what if a stat correction happens like week eight of 2019? Yeah, you know, yeah, or, or or like seven years from now, you know, like, <laughs> you just get randomly get the stack, and like it's like a movie where like everything changes, like all like everything in the future. It's like Back to the Future, yeah. right? Like where right, everything right, right. in the future yeah, ends yes. up changing based on this one event, or or, or like the the like the, the president changes because of <laughs> yeah, uh, right. <laughs> it has this crazy trickle down, and all of a sudden you have this this completely different world leader like it's just it's great that, that reminds me uh, of the butterfly effect with ashton kutcher do you remember that yeah, movie I do. and there's this part <laughs> where ashton kutcher is in like a like i guess like an insane asylum i guess or of some kind mm-hmm. you know how they do that with movies mm-hmm. where they just the insane asylums are, are are just everywhere so he's in there and he's in a he's in a hospital gown and he's trying to like make a run for the exit mm-hmm. and Ashton Kutcher's run while trying to hold down the hospital gown over his ass <laughs> is the funniest run I've ever seen. I I don't think I've ever laughed harder at a scene in a movie than that one. You you all have to check it out. I I'm sure it's on it's YouTube. It's on YouTube, YouTube right? Like like Ashton Kutcher, the hospital or something. It's it's too much. I cannot handle it. It's too much. Oh man. Uh, next question is from at Swervin Shervin. Since this is a bathroom-related podcast, I just started dating someone new. How long should I wait before I can take care of my business and their tiny apartment bathroom? See, Denny and I are not the right people to ask these kind of questions because we've been with our significant others for so many years. Yeah, I mean, we've been sharing that that you know part of our lives for for, for basically half of our life. For, yeah, for my for me, it's 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 half. Yeah, yeah so. right. That's what I mean. Like it's it's one of those. Uh, to, to me though, to me, <clears throat> I, I think that that the earlier the better, because the longer you wait with this kind of thing, the more awkward it'll get when the time comes. Yes, but you, okay, I think that it kind of depends. If you feel, you know, if it feels like it's a normal movement, right. you know, go ahead, go ahead True. and pull the trick. True. But if it feels like an abnormal movement, I think you need to. I think you need to evacuate. Yeah. I think you need to get out. I, I, I don't. You know. I mean, it, de- it depends on how close you are. I don't know. I don't know. But I would be hesitant to have the irregular movement 
in a new girlfriend's yeah that, that that's fair that's fair and, and also the timing of it matters you know if it's if it's like you spent the night and you guys are hanging and it's the morning and and like you you know if you're a morning pooper and you're not a psychopath uh then I, I think it's totally fine to wake up and and go do your business if she makes dinner for you because she's a great person and and immediately after you run to the bathroom and take a little dump uh that's not a good that's not good that that's not a good no. thing that's that's that is when you say oh crap something happened i have to go and don't make it like you know someone died maybe it's something work related then you go yeah. home and you just do your business yeah, and you know maybe you maybe you can come back after that. <laughs> you come back and you say I got my work done, right? Like the, that's that's all that's all it is. And then she can smell the freshness on you, and she knows that she she knows yeah. You're right. I think it does. It's just a, it's it's uh it's fluid. It depends on the game script at the time. Yeah, you can always tell when someone just took a dump, can't you? I mean, especially in a small space, you know, like a like a tiny apartment. Yeah, you you, you know? just know they have that fresh feeling. And like they maybe they sprayed something in the bathroom and they they walked through it and they're they're just oh. covered in it and oh yeah they, it's they like, have the Lysol smell you yeah you smell like a human Febreze can that's right that's right yeah I I, I think that that's a real thing but maybe maybe that's just me uh, talking to thousands of people for about <laughs> about this and, and me just seeming like a complete moron that's usually the case on this podcast uh, next question is from at Diego twenty four FPS. Is children's toy packaging specifically designed to drive parents to alcoholism? <laughs> I, so this is my let me let me uh, let me just say this is my first Christmas with a kid, and you know she's now she's gonna be five months old in in a couple of days, and I have so we haven't like bought a, a ton of toys because you know three month olds don't play with you know they're just they're just kind of there they just exist yeah. right. But now right. she's like getting into toys and she can like interact with toys and stuff like that. And I'm now experiencing this tilt. It is unreal how they package uh, some of this stuff. Yeah, it's unnecessary. Like the fact that I have to have like a screwdriver and scissors right. and like a hacksaw to get to, to, to open my son's toys. This is no one needs this. You know, right. this is unnecessary. And the problem is I'm the kind of person who doesn't really go by the directions when I'm trying to, you know, unpackage something or when I tear boxes apart, tear them down, you know, to, to collapse them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't get like a box cutter and get, you know, cut the tape and then break it down. the pro I literally rip them apart like I'm Hulk Hogan. Right. That, that's right. that's how I like the, the Amazon boxes are the best because they're really easy to do that with. Yeah. No, I um, I don't do that either. And I think it's to our detriment, by the way. Yeah. I think that that we are causing ourselves unne unneeded trouble. I think that we we're just like giving into our, you know, like piggish instincts to just to just destroy stuff, you know? Yeah, I agree. And but that's the problem though with the toys. Like, like Avery got a toy. Yesterday and, and my wife was like, "Why don't you, you know, open that or can you open that for her?" And so I grabbed it and I just start pulling on it, right? Because what other what other thing like anything that I buy, I can just pull it and like everything comes apart and I I have it in my hand and it's a victory. This was in there like it was some like million dollar painting against a wall that you someone was yeah. trying to steal. 
Right. Yeah. They, uh, they, they make it that difficult, by the way. Yeah. I'm, I'm picturing you as a caveman, just, t- just grabbing this toy oh, and just yeah. ripping it, just pulling it as hard as you can and then getting frustrated and making some sort of caveman sound. Yeah. And throwing my, it across. my face was just, just bright red trying to get this. Yeah. yeah that, that's, that is the, the correct picture when, when I'm trying to open these things. Yeah. I mean, my, 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 my armpits are drenched in sweat just talking about, yeah. uh, uh, trying to open these stupid, stupid, uh, uh toys. Yeah. 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 Next question from at burner account FF. Yeah, that's an interesting handle. Okay. Uh, when returning gifts from a loved one, do you have to purchase a similar item, or can you just take the cash and run? No, wait. Well, well it depends. I mean, if it's like from my aunt, then I'd be okay taking the cash right. and running. Right. I agree. But if it's from if it's from your significant other, no, you can't do right. that. Right. Or yeah, someone that you're seeing like going to be around a lot or something like that. Like if it's yeah. if it's an aunt or something where like they live in three states away, like what whatever, it doesn't matter. Oh man, I've meant to tell you. So Melissa got me a bunch of shirts because I just my wardrobe is old and tired, and she wants me to wear new clothes. So she got me a bunch of new clothes. Yeah. And it turns out that all of the clothes she bought me, not all of them, but a lot of them, are way too small. So I'm trying them on yesterday as I'm getting them. <laughs> And everything, everything is so <laughs> tight. I can barely, I can barely move. And I was like, this is the most like discouraging Christmas morning of my life. Thank you. That's it. I, uh, I realized I had the realization because we went to church on Christmas Eve with my parents and I had the realization that I really judge how, how much weight I gain by how I fit into my pants every eight months that I have to wear real pants. that's really what it is i have to wear you know i don't wear when when do i have to wear dress pants and i i have you know i i am i am judging how much weight i've gained based on how tight these pants are and fortunately this time around perfect same same fit as last time good for you yeah no the dress pants are unforgiving man they are they're they're awful they don't let you they don't they i mean they literally don't give an inch like they They like that's that's the whole thing. When you when you put those those things on, and <clears throat> you know, you have to like suck in just a little, like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. You got to just to get it over that little bump there. You know, and then once yeah, you, just a little, yeah. just a little. Once it's on your but, hips, but pretty it, good, and then then you're good to go. Once it's over. But sometimes sometimes you do the little suck in, and it's still like, huh, huh, huh. Yeah. okay, well, all right, I see what's happening here. Yeah, and it, look, if you're like I wear gym shorts like every day of my life. And when you have to actually put on pants that that suck your your waist together and your hips, yeah, that that is a a very very uncomfortable uh, feeling that you're not used to feeling. Yeah. Oh, no, it's it's not. I mean, especially for us uh, slovenly home at home workers, you know. Right. Yeah. It's it's not for us. Right. Next question is from at BP McKeelan. Um, actually McClellan. There's it looked like an I, but it's an L. (laughs) What is the appropriate utensil to use when eating mac and cheese? A fork? A fork. It's a fork. I mean, I would say I would actually say a spork. I mean, a spork is probably the most ideal. But you yeah. can't you can't like properly eat mac and cheese well with a spoon only. No, 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 no. No, the spoon is spoon is awful. I'd rather use my hands than a spoon. Right. Um a fork is fine. I think the optimal move is uh is a spork and i'm sorry if uh people are triggered by the use of the word spork i know that uh there's a there's a certain you know portion of the population that hates that word so much that they literally feel like they're gonna die every time they really eat is that is that a similar uh situation as the word moist 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. It's one of those words where people are like, God, no, don't use spork. Yeah. Oh, sweet Jesus, no. Right. And and uh, yeah, but uh, but I'm using it. I'm I'm sorry, sorry to everyone. Spork, spork, spork. It's like me um, and styrofoam. Um, but as a that that same feeling, not not the word styrofoam. Not the word, right? right. <laughs> um, can I get get a couple from the Facebook? Yeah, page? let's hear it. Okay. By the way, everyone, I meant to say earlier that I'm going to do the week 17 emergency cast on our Patreon page, which is Patreon.com/slash/LivingTheStream. So I meant to say that, and I did not. So by the way, here we by go. the way, the Facebook Facebook page. Yeah. Greg put together these massive leagues and there are champions for those leagues that are automatically in the listener league next year where I don't know if you guys heard or not, but I won the listener league. So they're going to have to try to beat me. So oh. right, go ahead, Denny. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so okay, uh, I'll step away. <laughs> it's like you were afraid of my, my trash talk. I'm terrified. All right, go ahead. Let's hear them. Jeff Hicks, a uh, friend of the show says that uh, what's the worst part of the holiday season? Is it family, gift giving, or week 17 kicker columns? <laughs> I was telling Denny before the show started that I refuse to, to do con- like real content week 17. I, I'm try- because yeah. I'm trying to train the audience to, to realize that week 17 should not be a relevant fantasy week. Yeah, well, good good luck with that. Uh, I mean, and and you should you should try to train train them like dogs. I'm sorry to yes, everyone yeah, for right, right. Yeah, but you you know you know what you're getting into when you listen to the show. You're 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 signing up uh, to be called dogs <laughs> by the by, by the <laughs> hosts of this show. Yeah. Um, so I do have a week 17 kicker column, and here's the thing, folks, it's good. So read it. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I I felt a little bit ridiculous. Also, there there are, there's a portion of fantasy Twitter. That makes a little ruckus every time, every week 17, uh, about, hey, why aren't we playing? Right. Like, what? what's the difference? Like, seriously, that there, that's a question. What's, what, why, what's week 17? How is it different than week 13 or week 8? Well, I mean, if we have to spell it out, everybody's playing for something in week right, 8. Right, exactly. It's so, like, what, how is this not obvious? You have the, the Saints are one of the, the most prolific yeah. offenses in the league who have yeah. multiple fantasy assets and they're gonna be completely irrelevant in week seventeen. Why would you right. why would you not reward the teams who actually drafted properly and well for what they've done and not say, hey, go on the waiver wire and find a backup running back because Alvin Kamara's not playing. Yeah. And so you have uh you know the team that gets to the championship because of Zeke Elliott. Doesn't have Zeke Elliott right, this week. Right. Yeah. Like, why, why is this fair? That, that's why we don't play week 17. And look, it does seep into week 16 sometimes, but you can't yeah, just yeah. you can't just keep, you know, pushing back and back and back. Week 16 is, is the limit. There, you should not be in leagues that are in week 17, even the two-week championship leagues. I, I, I Right. I will say that week 17 DFS is like drugs. Yeah, week so. 17 DFS is great. You guys should go to FanDuel.com and play. Yes. You, <laughs> company man. Company man. All right, one more, one more from Facebook. <clears throat> um, <laughs> uh, Stan Hansen says, uh, "Denny, what did what did you and your wife get Mike Davis for Christmas?" <laughs> <laughs> of course, Mike Davis being the third part of our part of your uh, our, our polygamous marriage. <laughs> uh, uh, he says a standard cash bonus or something more thoughtful like a George Foreman grill. We went with the grill, Stan. We went with the grill. Mike, Mike has look. <clears throat> Mike does a lot around the house. He takes good care of the kids. We couldn't ask for for a better third wheel, so uh, we went with the grill. <clears throat> uh, unbelievable. 
We'll go back to Twitter. This one's from at number one punna. Uh, this is from Jason. Uh, he says, what is the proper punishment for people who back into parking spots? Uh, 10, 20 years in prison, life sentence, uh, which we, we've talked about the, the, uh, the backing into parking spot thing many times in the show. Yeah. I mean, basically it boils down to this. If you can do it well and <clears throat> do it fast, then do it, which is what she said. But, uh, um, you know, but if you, but if you struggle, then you you got to pull in the the tr- traditional conventional way. That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> oh, al- wait, also wait. he says. Also, you can use this question as a reminder that JJ is the one-time LTS League champion. So I I beat Jason uh, in the, in the finals, which is why he's bringing that up. But then he, I don't know if you heard. I won the uh, LTS listener league. It- Wait, are you? Are we just getting that? Are we getting word? Wait, I'm holding my finger to my ear like a newscaster right now. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so am I. Uh, I'm hearing that Nick Foles yeah. scored 30, 30.9 points in the championship. We're getting word that quarterback doesn't matter at all in fantasy football. This is breaking, <laughs> folks. This is breaking right now. Next question is from at F Phil Zafiro. Uh, this is he says is wearing socks to bed okay. <laughs> Like uh, for some reason, I, I like the phrasing of this question. Is it okay to wear socks it, to bed? Yeah. So uh, look, you have to clear this with your favorite fantasy football hosts before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The <laughs> question. Exactly. That's exactly. It. Um. Uh, so my my take is a a, a little uh, tempered, believe it or not. Uh. If if your upstairs is very cold, like mine, I need ankle socks on sometimes. Because my feet do not get sufficiently warm in a fast enough time once I'm under the the sheets. So, yeah, sometimes I, I need it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I don't think it's that big. People make a, a really big deal out of this, and they say that you absolutely cannot wear <clears throat> socks. They get very, very upset. Um, but I think it's fine either way. I, I like you, have a pretty mild take uh, for this. I've, yeah. I, I do both. It just depends on the night. I, I, I would love to, yes, I would love to have a fire take like, no, you're a maniac for wearing sex. Right. But no, no, it's actually quite comfortable. Although I will say I woke up one time, I woke up lying on a sock and I was disgusted. Yeah, so. yeah. That, that's, that is the bad part is not only are, is the loss of sock, uh, does that happen at a higher rate, but also you're like sleeping with socks. Yeah, and and um, uh, which is the name of my next album? The <laughs> by the way, but the but I but what I what I mean is that my face was on the sock. Oh man! Yeah, it was disgusting. Man, we we've noticed that uh, not so much anymore. But when when Avery was you know the, her first month or two of her life, where you know we were getting up constantly throughout the night to feed her, um, we we would sleep with burp cloths. Mm-hmm. They would just oh. they would just be in bed and they would have yeah. it was just that that was just what it was that was the reality of our life at that time. But that was that was for you though. Yeah, right. that was actually for me <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, this next question is from at loa underscore frank. As a big hoodie guy, big is in all caps by the way. As a mm-hmm. big, he's he's a big hoodie guy. Mm-hmm. Do you toss mm-hmm. your hoodies in the dryer after washing or let them air dry? My girlfriend says that I'm crazy for putting them in the dryer, but who the hell has the time and space to air dry all of their hoodies? I I I I dry everything. Not not you not mean through, it, in the dryer. In the dryer, right? Yeah, in the dryer. I have way too many. I wear a different hoodie like every day. I'm not I'm not gonna hang them up. I don't I don't even hang up my hoodies. I just throw them in a pile in my closet. I can I tell you that I have one hoodie. It's a Miller Lite hoodie. You've oh we I think we talked about this before because. I, 
do you remember and it's funny that i i mentioned that i just throw my hoodies into a pile in my closet <clears> because <throat> i got roasted on twitter once two years ago on a facebook live where i was wearing a red hoodie and it was all wrinkled Oh yeah, yeah, were yeah, tilting yeah. Because I had a wrinkled hoodie. Well, I lay them out and put them. I don't. I just don't hang them. That's really what I should have said. Anyway, I forgot that you're not a hoodie guy. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I do like my Miller Lite hoodie, and, and I wear it to run. Uh, my, the point of this is that I exercise every day. <laughs> yeah, right, um, right. yeah, no, but but uh, but I I do enjoy it. But uh, what? So it actually did shrink in the dryer. I have to say that this listener's onto something because. It fit really well, and now I look like I'm wearing my son's hoodie sweatshirt. <laughs> Some of them do shrink, for sure. But I usually just go a si- when I get hoodies, I get them a size too big, because e- even if it doesn't yeah. shrink, they're hoodies, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? I-, I I need a natty light hoodie. That's what I need. That would be yeah. That would actually be awesome. That'd be very on brand. Yeah. Can, can I mean? And, and if someone wants to buy it for me, I'm fine with that. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, this next question is from Swervin Shervin again. Uh, mm-hmm. The simulation has granted. I like this question. The simulation has granted you the power to send yourself a 140 character message to yourself back in August. Okay, what message do you send to yourself after your 2018 fantasy fortunes? That's a good question. You know what mine would probably be? Huh? Don't give up on Derrick Henry. No. Oh, well, yeah. Right. Yeah. That I, right. No. Like how. What what just happened with Derrick Henry? Like what I, what happened? Yeah, like okay, I was I was gonna tweet this the other day, but I was afraid people would get. I just didn't want to deal with it in my mentions. Anyway, it, it went something like this. Um, I forgot Derrick Henry was in the league until he was the most important player in fantasy. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. He went from being a legit like eighth or ninth round pick next year to to, to having an ADP in like the late second round. In best, yeah, in best ball in the March and April degenerate, degenerate leagues, he's going in, the, in probably an early second. He's gonna go so early in those drafts, and, and like he's 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 gonna go before Julio. It's, it's, it's really like this this Derrick Henry emergence. Like it, Deion Lewis was 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 low, maybe high key, awful for most of the season. I mean, if you look at their advanced metric, like I look at success rate a lot with running backs, and Deion Lewis was consistently worse than Derrick Henry. But at you know for most of the season. I was just saying, okay, Deion Lewis is getting volume. He's playing more snaps. He's the the running back that you would want to have. And then all of a sudden, Derrick Henry started playing more snaps. He had that one game where against Jacksonville where where he went nuts. And then the next week, he started playing more snaps. And Derrick mm-hmm. Henry was a legitimate league winner. Yeah, I, I mean, unlike we that you know, I can't remember a, a more dominant week league winner that came out of nowhere. Um, uh, by the way. Uh, Here's my 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 film take on the Titans backfield is why is Deion Lewis so slow? Has he always been slow? <laughs> yeah, look, I, I I love Deion Lewis for for personal reasons. Um, he him and I went. No, I'm just kidding. He he went to Pitt yeah. and I went to Pitt and okay. and he was actually there one year that I was there. And yeah. uh, so I, I love Deion Lewis, but yeah, I, I I think he's. I mean, he's definitely more of a just like a shifty back than he is like this straight line speed type back. I, I just, I, I mean, I feel like when he, when he was with the Patriots, he was like, he just would just like scoot by people and, and, and he was gone and now he gets the ball and he looks, he looks like, um, I don't know, like Antonio Gates once he has the ball. Um, uh, can we go back to Facebook real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Do you have any, uh, do you have anything that you would have sent to yourself in, in August? Yeah, I would have said, I would have just said, get all the chiefs, you idiot. Yeah, true. True. That, that's, a, that, that's what I would have told myself. Uh, you know, the chiefs, another in- team showing that running back doesn't matter. All right, go, go to, uh, go to Facebook. Oh yeah, and uh, uh, Adam Schefter had a tweet from an ano- ano- 
I'm sorry, an anonymous front office person who said the Chiefs are done after Cream Hunt. They can't recover Unbelievable. from this. Unbelievable. Unreal. So, so they and they have. They found a better running back. <laughs> Damian, Damian Williams is literally better. Right. It's the best thing. Losing Cream Hunt's the best thing that's happened to that franchise lately. <laughs> um, uh, so Armando Guzman, friend of the show, says on Facebook, "Let's stay on topic, and we will. What sort of traditional food does your family eat on Christmas that has a huge effect?" On your bowel movements. Oh, wow. He says, I once ate so much turkey <laughs> that I was unable to evacuate. <laughs> I was unable to evacuate until New Year. <laughs> oh, my God. He said, it was traumatizing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, uh, I haven't I haven't had that issue. Uh, fortunately, I, I, I had a bowel movement this morning. I was on schedule after eating lots and lots of steak last night. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I can't think I can't think of one. Um, oh, by the way, I crushed the corn souffle last night. Oh, of course. That's 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 a surprise. At Christmas dinner, I was going to I was going to take a picture and I and I sort of forgot because I was, you know, eyeball deep in corn souffle. Just I mean, I, I actually at one point like grabbed it away from someone and I was like, I, I need some more. I need some more. Give me give me that corn. I need, You're I need, just feeding I need the more. narrative now, Denny. Yeah, but corn souffle is good as hell. I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say about it. It's just good. I don't know. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Any more? I'm going to turn in. I'm going to turn into corn eventually. Yeah. I'm just going to wake up and I'm going to be a, a, a big ear of corn one day so the you know, cd the cd corner on twitter have a a uh a photoshopped picture of you as corn i think so i think so but i don't think that account tweets any uh, tweets much anymore by the way this reminds me one of my parody accounts became became political do you remember this no it, it um this was like three months ago i think three three or four months ago where it, it 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 suddenly I forget I forget which parody account it was, but it came to life as like this this like right wing account all of a sudden. What? And and it was trying to chat like lecture me on politics, and I was like, excuse me, you you are a a parody of me. <laughs> You're not going to tell me how, how to tweet or 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 that I'm wrong about something. I'm not here to de- oh. I'm not here to debate my own parody account. <laughs> it's just like- this is like Inception, man. This is crazy. Well, no, wait, wait. I mean, if you're going to make a parody account, you have to be. You're you're there to entertain. You're you know to do what you can to make people laugh at you, but not to be seriously political. That was the most insane, surreal thing I've had happen online ever. Wow, wow, that's really that's really. It's like it's like a it's like you built a robot that turned on you. That's that's what it, yes it it became it was like Skynet you know in, <laughs> right. in, in, in Terminator so, suddenly it it was a libertarian and I was like oh god <laughs> oh, why did this happen oh man that's that's ridiculous are there any uh, any more questions on Facebook uh yeah we'll do one more um, <laughs> there's a request for me to drink an IPA never um <laughs> uh, Matthew Phillips says what would JJ's alter ego ZZ Jackeries <laughs> sound like and would he ever co-host a killing the stream bit with kenny darter i i had a killing the stream uh bit the other day for the um saturday start sit it messed up my throat so much to do the the kenny darter voice that uh, uh i i i i coughed for like i don't know three minutes during the podcast <laughs> um so. i mean look people know that i can't do voices i've been doing voices randomly in the intros all season long and i'm terrible with them yeah but you know 
my, mine, mine is pretty bad too. So <laughs> I, I, I think yours is good, Denny. And I, I okay. because I, I feel like that's the, that would be the go-to alter ego voice, right? Like the, the, the deep, harsh, uh, raspy yeah. voice is, is what well, like the evil yourself would be. It just, it just ends up being Jim Rome. Yeah, you know, that, exactly. exactly. That's all. It's yeah. a, it, that's all it ends up being. I, every time, every time I tr- I try to avoid Jim Rome, but every time I just end up being like Mahomes is the best. Boom, <laughs> yeah, you know. Right, that, and that's, that's you know. Oh man, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what uh what it would be like as the, the yeah. alter. I, I don't think that we need that though. You know, Kenny the Kenny Darter account has on Twitter. Speaking of of parody accounts, that that has taken on really a life yeah. of its own. Yeah, I, I mean, but he's yeah no. I mean, the person who runs that is. It's like, he's like in it's he's like, like a, in Scott Fishbowl and stuff. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a legit fantasy player. He's actually really good, by the way, and he destroyed me last year in Scott Fish. But I got him back this year. I just I just want to so make that you clear. In, are you in that in his league every single year? Yeah, uh, Scott Fish puts puts me in in the his division every That's year. That's unbelievable. <laughs> and and so last year when he crushed me, it was a uh, a big joke that I found very funny. I just want everyone to. Tell. Man, this next question says at the first pitch, or it says it's from at the first pitch. Is it weird that the other day I went back and listened to the full listener league draft episode? Do I have a problem? Can I host next year? That's a, that's a lot of of bad podcasting to listen to again. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I appreciate that you love the show so much, but but I am I am a little I'm a little disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, speaking of the uh, the 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 listener league episode tom everett scott our buddy uh he's in the show i'm sorry and so i was uh, on on road trips because my my wife and i were just in raleigh which is like a two and a half hour trip from from here in charlotte and we were in raleigh so we listened to to podcasts on the road right and you know dax shepherd yeah so Mm -hmm. he has a really good podcast called the armchair expert and he sits down with other celebrities like other actors and stuff and just kind of digs into their stories and stuff. And it's, it's a really, mm-hmm. really entertaining. He's a really, really good pod podcast host. Like he's way like, like us compared to him. It's like, woo, like we, well, we are, I mean, horrific. we're famously mediocre. That's true. So that makes- That's true. But, but I'm just saying like, like he's, he's just like very, very good at it. And he's a very good listener and he's really good at, at, uh, follow up questions and stuff like that. Um, so we were listening to that and we've listened to a lot of those episodes cause it's like a very easy road trip type thing to listen to. Um, and Andrea Savage was on, who is, yeah. who is the, uh, the star of Tom's show, Tom Everett Scott, who, who's on the, the listener league episode, our buddy, uh, she, she writes and stars in the show. I'm sorry on true TV. And this, the next season is coming out, I believe in January. So I want to just give Tom a shout out and mm-hmm. give that show a shout out. Now it's on Netflix too, and it's crushing on Netflix. So go watch. I'm sorry. It's very, very funny. Very funny. Yeah, it is. It is actually good. And uh, uh, I, I saw it on ne- on Netflix the other day, and I freaked out. And right. I was like, "Oh my god, it's on Netflix!" Because I, I was having like I used to have. It, it's a long boy story, boring story. I'm not going to go into it, but I'm very happy. It's I will binge that show. Yeah, and Tom, Tom is so good in it. And there was an ad for the next season that I saw where like Andrea, because they're married. Like Tom is the husband to to Andrea in, in the show. And she's like brushing her teeth, like getting ready for bed. And she said something about them still being totes horns for each other. And, yeah, and Tom yeah. and his very, very just like chill, like like type B. That's just the, the character that he plays in all the in, in the show. 
um he's just like yeah we're totes horns for each other (laughs) so good so good oh man my favorite was when they were talking about their their fantasies yeah and his fantasy was to be in a polygamous (laughs) i guess to 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 have like another wife along with her and she was like you sick bastard your your fantasy is to be more married (laughs) and i was like wow that that's 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 true. That is a that's a sick thing, Tom. It's a very good that again though that podcast and like listening her her story was really good like her uh, like her background and stuff and and you guys should definitely give that podcast a listen. I mean it has I'm sure a massive massive audience. They were doing he was doing like live shows and stuff like that. But even still uh, a good a good podcast recommendation for this DGAF episode. Yeah. Next question is from at Arby's don't matter. This is correct. I'd listen to an off-season pod with JJ and Denny as they discuss random topics about humans, pooping, fishing, and maybe some fantasy football news. I think Denny and I are going to do a lot more this off-season with, yeah. with Patreon and the show in general um, because we've come to the realization. I, you know, We haven't really talked about this like much in private, but we've come to the realization that this show is just as much a lifestyle podcast as it is a fantasy football podcast. Yeah, I, it absolutely is. People who stop playing fantasy football still listen. Right. That's when you know that it's not just a fantasy football show. And it's great. Yeah, and, I, we wouldn't want it any other way. This is why we love doing it. And and by the way, this was not intentional. I mean, this <laughs> not, was not. Not at all. No. No, the the plan the plan was not to we didn't like meet with PR people and 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 decide, you know, exactly what we wanted. It just happened. It just happened where we're like, oh, the people like to hear about poop, so right. we'll just keep talking right. about Right. So we'll that. talk we'll talk about poop. We'll talk about any ordinary thing that happens in your life. We will we will give you a take. We will we will tell you what was the question earlier? Oh, we will tell you if you can wear socks to bed. Yeah, no. If you want the correct takes, you just t- tune in. We'll we'll be there. Yeah, we'll let you know. Next question is from at W Carl Russell. Uh, do you, do you receive unsolicited parenting advice from relatives? How do you handle it without dying inside? Oh man. Can I just tell you? Yeah, let's hear it. Can I just tell you that the whole generational gap, uh, between millennials and baby boomers when it comes to napping and sleeping for children is the bane of my existence Yeah, because Every boomer I know, and I know a lot, they have the same reaction to nap times and strict bedtimes, which is, uh, you never had one and you're alive. Right. You know, which is a great, by the way, it's a great, that's a great standard to live up to, right? right. It, it, to, to say, to say, I did this parent, I you know that I did this, uh, a parenting maneuver and it didn't kill you, <laughs> right. you know, that, that, that's a, that's a, that's a great thing to measure up to. Um, uh, but, but, you know, we do, we have, we're very, I'm very strict. I mean, Melissa also to, to an extent about nap time and bedtime, you know, my kids are getting 12 hours of sleep every night. Okay. And, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying that everybody has to do that. That's what we do. But every time I'd have to take the kids home a little early, I get an earful from every baby boomer in the place being like, ah, bedtime, bedtime, bedtime. It doesn't matter. They can sleep eight hours, nine hours. It doesn't matter. Well, here's the thing, boomers, you're not there in the morning. That's right. You know, that's exactly right. You're not there to reap the horror show that comes when they when they lose two or three hours of sleep. Right. So you know if you want to if you want to come over and, and babysit in the morning and, and and live with that 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 terror, then that's fine. But I have to wake up with them. I'm putting them to bed at seven. I don't care. Boom, boom, boom. 
Next question is from at I need FF help. I just won my fantasy championship for the first time ever. What is the best way or ways to rub it in to my league mates? Um, <clears throat> do you have a, I feel, no, I feel like, I mean, your, your throat clear here. I mean, you clearly have something <clears throat> that you want to talk about. I do. I do. Well, I, I have, I'm perpetually sick as well. So, um, <laughs> uh, so take your favorite beer and, uh, uh, you know, pop the cap and then dump it over your head while recording yourself. Um, and then, and then send that video to all your league mates, but don't say anything. Just stare into the camera. Yeah. Just, just, just stare. Don't say anything. Don't smile. Just let the beer run down your face, run down your hair and then, and then send that off. I think that's a, that's a great own. I think that's a good one too. I, I think that you could, I, I think any video where you're staring and not doing anything, no, no bragging verbally, none of that where you're just staring at the, like you could, you could sit there staring at the camera while playing. We are the champions in the background. And that's it. Uh, yeah. Like, like it. some people have done. Yeah. Right. That, that's, a, that's something that I would do. Uh, one year, one of my buddies in my home league, uh, sent us all, uh, condolence cards. Dang. Yeah. It was kind of messed up. Wait, when you talked about that, that, uh, um, video of, you know, the, uh, we are the champions playing in the background. Did you see my periscope? Which one? The one where I'm staring at the camera with 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 that song playing in the background. <laughs> I didn't hear. I didn't know that you did one with "We Are the Champions." I did. Was that uh, recent? Uh, for 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 Apex. Oh, it was for the Apex League. Yeah. Oh wow! I had I was thinking about wow. That's crazy. That we're on the same exact page here, Denny. We are. We are. I mean, I I also talked about how humble I was. I was filled with humility to destroy all all the people in that league. All the great. I I have a lot of respect for you all. I am filled with humility. I am. I also happen to be the champion, and and I had uh, uh, that song playing, and I had champagne bottles in the background. I was thinking. I was thinking of your Periscope with with Last Christmas. Oh, that <laughs> because yeah. I, I've seen you do. I didn't know that you did the We Are the Champions thing, and that's crazy. Because I that's wow, man. Yeah, that's nuts. You, so you you need to unblock me on Twitter yeah, before right. you see it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I need to I need to unblock you on Twitter before I say things. Apparently. Yeah. True. True. Because then it just seems like I'm stealing your ideas. All right, next question is from at mana underscore dork. My wife has an open door policy when it comes to the bathroom. I, however, prefer to keep the door closed. Is this something I have to live with or is there something I can do to poop in solitude? This is, a, this I, is an intense question. Yeah, the, the open door policy is bad. I don't like it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that you need some some sort of privacy there. Close it, man. Close it. You know, I, I, I would never do that. First of all, I would never leave the door open. I mean, maybe people just feel more comfortable than than I do. I don't know. But um, is that was the question? How to how to how does he correct this? Or yeah, I mean, it says, is this something I have to live with, or is there something I can do to poop in solitude? Can't you can't you close the door and then your I mean, let your wife do whatever well, she wants to do. Yeah, I, I I'm a little confused because I I mean unless unless your wife is or your partner is just screaming, you know, over and over, you know, leave the door open. <laughs> yeah, like, you absolutely have to leave that door open or we're yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, and you're like, oh God, all I want is some peace and, yeah. and privacy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Unless, you know, unless it's I mean, that bad. Unless it's that bad, I think that you can just cl- close the door. Close it up, man. Yeah. All right, uh, we have a couple questions left. At B Glace says, what's your preferred trick to get rid of wrinkles in a pinch without ironing, such as tossing it in the dryer, splash water and let evaporate, hang during shower, degaff, and roll out? No, you can't, can't roll out with wrinkles. No, I, I, have you ever tried the, the anti-wrinkle spray? 
No. That stuff is unbelievable. What? Yeah, there's spray. It's like downy. It's it's some what? spray that you can just put on your clothes, and then you just stretch out your clothes, and then it, it, the wrinkles come out. Oh, my God. I need that. That sounds like magic. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's, I, Man, I bring it. A... I, I take it with me when I'm on trips and stuff because it, cause you know, like the, the luggage wrinkles are the worst. Yeah, sometimes late stage capitalism can be good. Yeah, it's it's a very very good invention. It's very good. Oh man, I I need that. Uh, this last question is from at Eric Belair. Besides your wife and uh, sorry, besides your wife or podcast partner, who would you choose to be your Amazing Race partner? You ever watch Amazing Race? Amazing Race is a really good show. Yeah, I've I've know of it. Yeah. Um, I would say mine would be Nick Foles. <laughs> that's good uh who would be my amazing race partner but you have to have like chemistry with the person i mean everything. i i just won a fantasy championship with him as my quarter. yeah i mean i'm pretty sure that we're pretty tight here yeah and also the process for week for week three nick Foles was right on well you know we, we have to re- reiterate that so you 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 have been in you know in uh in cahoots with yeah, but with nick not Foles. only that we've been through a lot you know, you like, like we, we, yeah. we can, we can work together because we've been through that week three yeah. performance. Um, I probably, oh man, I don't know. I'd probably pick my, uh, my best friend from high school, Pat, uh, who you may see on Twitter sometimes. I think, I think that we can put aside our political differences for just, just long enough to, uh, to, to survive in that, in that game. I'm sorry. That's not more interesting. <laughs> that's not a more interesting answer, but that's what I got. Okay. Okay. We're going to end on that. We're going to end on that for the DGAF episode. All right. Uh, and yeah, like I said about the, uh, tomorrow's, I'm going to do it tomorrow though. Tomorrow emergency cast. I might do a start sit. It feels a little excessive. I don't know for, 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 for week 17, but if the hunger's out there, I will do it for the people. Yeah. I mean, I, I degaff. Yeah. I mean, I, you're, you, you are completely, um, boycotting. I am. I'm, I'm completely boycotting. I, I was supposed to do a mailbag episode from, for the late round podcast on Friday Questions aren't really coming in that hot because people don't really care anymore. So we'll see how that goes down. I mean, it's just it's week 17. It's just a very awkward week. It is awkward. It's awkward. Anyway. All right, Danny, where can everyone find you? Yeah, uh, at CD Carter 13 on Twitter and my all my content, including the kicker column, which is good. Like I said uh, this week, it's uh, patreon.com slash living the stream. I'm on Twitter at late round QB. You can find all my work over on numberfire.com. We'll be doing a ton of off season content. Uh, I, I honestly like the I almost like the off season more than the season from a content writing perspective. Yeah, sure. It's um, it, you. You have so many possibilities. You're yeah. not trapped in the season. Yeah, right. Know? It's it's the same thing. I mean, look for for 16 weeks, I've been <clears throat> writing the same content over and over again. It's so fun to just have freedom of of being creative. That's right. That's right. And we will we will have uh, content that you can inject straight into your uh, uh, eyeballs. Yes, exactly. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you sometime, probably in 2019. It's uh, 4.20 in the Eastern Time Zone. Pretty nice time. Um, please don't call the cops on me. But I uh, just want to share my my Jared Cook tilt. Um, I'm, in, uh, I'm in one championship today, which, you know, not the best, but I'll take it. It's in the Apex Raiders League, which, you know, I... I uh, 
I've always wanted to win. I think I've been in it for four or five years now, and um, I've wanted that championship more than anything. So winning it would be not terrible, not the worst thing that's happened to me so far in my life. <clears throat> I'm uh, playing against Sean Siegel, the originator of Zero RB, and I struggled all week with what to do with Jared Cook. I have a lot of running back options, including Balage from Miami. I also have Ebron, and I have Jared Cook. And Cook is in what the kids are calling a smash spot on Monday. Okay, Denver is pretty terrible against the tight end. Jared Cook is unstoppable when the Raiders play at home. He has huge home road splits. Uh, you know, the game sets up for the, for the, for the Raiders to have to take to the air quite a bit. You know, it's just, it's a really, really good spot for Jared Cook. But it was also not a terrible spot for Ebron. So I started Ebron and Balage over Cook. Those are my choices because of the formatting of the uh, lineup anyway. So Balage goes for 6.9 PPR points, which some say is nice. I say is not. Not nice. As the Dolphins, uh, you know, choked like dogs against the Jaguars. And Ebron exited the game around halftime with a concussion. I hope he gets better. I hope he's okay. I hope he doesn't develop some sort of horrible you know, health situation later in life because of that concussion. But I also want Eric Ebron to know that I am on the mega death tilt. Not just the death tilt, not the mega tilt. You combine those two, you get the mega death tilt. Because I know now, it is confirmed, it is confirmed that Jared Cook will score 20 PPR points on Monday night. You can mark it down. You can bet the mortgage. You can, you know, just, you go all in. You put in all your chips. Okay? Now, now you know. Of course, you're going to be listening to this on Tuesday or maybe Wednesday because of our show schedule this week. <clears throat> and you're not going to, you know, be in position to bet your mortgage on Jared Cook scoring 20 PPR points. But I, but this is recorded on Sunday afternoon at 4.20, okay, on the Eastern time zone, of course, this only legitimate time zone. So I'm tilting. I'm tilting. I'm tilting. Hey, Eleanor, are you, are you also tilting? Yes. Say, say, Dad, are you tilting? <laughs> Are you <laughs> I am a little. Hey, what are we watching upstairs? Uh, football. Football? What do we say in football? Touchdown. Touchdown. All right, that makes me feel a little better. It's uh, 5.41 in the p.m. And uh, I just want to document a terrible, terrible feeling I have that's unrelated to the huge gyro that I ate at lunch. Um... <clears throat> And that is that 
I'm playing against Juju Smith-Schuster in this championship game. Uh, it's PPR, so he's tearing it up so far. We're almost at halftime here in the Steelers-Saints game. And I just have a really, really sinking, terrible feeling that it's inevitable that Schuster is going to absolutely go nuclear at some point in the second half. You know, something like, you know, a 90-yard touchdown, maybe like two 40-ish yard touchdowns. You uh, said so just just something in that in that range. Uh, he has nine, I believe, nine targets with three minutes to go in the first half. Nine. Okay, so he's he's going to get twenty targets <laughs> as <clears throat> as the the new wide receiver one in Pittsburgh against a pretty bad New Orleans defense who. They're they're letting Schuster go one on one with um, with that guy. I think P.J. Williams is his name. He's the he's the guy who always gets burned by everybody in the slot. Like 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 everyone knows him as the guy who gets destroyed by people in the slot. And I'm just <clears throat> I'm hoping that Sean Payton or someone high up in the Saints organization is also playing against Juju because then they will double him. But if not, I'm going to be owned to hell and back 69 times. I just know it. I'm tilting. It's uh, 6.57 in the p.m. Uh, watching a little football with my son, Xavier. Xavier, say hi. Hi. And I wanted to just relive a, a horrifying, extremely tilting moment that we had in the uh, in the car today, where we were talking about favorite NFL teams, and Xavier said his favorite NFL team was the Patriots, which is the most hurtful thing possible. Uh, you know, and and I and I said Xavier, that that that's a that. That hurts me deep, you know. That that's not that's not like superficial wound. That's that's a, that's a gut punch. Okay, that's 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 a that's a gut punch. So I told him, I said, Xavier, <clears throat> look, I've I've hated the Patriots since the first George W. Bush administration. Dad, let's not get political. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Oh, I shouldn't get political. I'm, I'm, I apologize to the to the listeners. Uh, but, uh, why do you, why, why are the Patriots your favorite team all of a sudden? Because the Redskins are, may lose if the Eagles and the Dolphins lose, then they, they might quit. Oh, I see. Go I see. the lines. I see. Well, listen, uh, you cannot live in this house if you root for the Patriots. So I'm sorry about that, but we're going to have to part ways now. Is that Okay. No. <laughs> I'm tilting. Uh, 10.55 in the PM and uh, watching the fourth quarter of the Chiefs-Seahawks game and realizing that uh, I am, <clears throat> in fact, going to win this Apex Championship, the Raiders League Championship. So for once... 
you might say that I'm not tilting. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the team.